Hi, and welcome to Connect Through Beauty. I'm your host, Ashley Rivera, and I'm so happy that you have chosen to join our community. This has been such an amazing podcast, amazing journey, and it's just shined so much into my heart and into my soul. Every Tuesday, I get to bring you an interview with a beauty professional that's been out there that can help you level up, give you different perspectives. And every Thursday, we bring you a little shorty that gives you tips and tricks on how to continue that drive each day and every day that you walk through the door and every day that you go from one client to the next. That's what it's about. It's about closing that circle from mindset to skill set. You got this. I know that you do, and you've chosen to be here, and that's the most special thing. This industry has, has been made for you. It's made for me. It's made for all of us. We're all here for one reason, and I know that in your heart, you're ready to jump, and you're ready to take it to the next level. So keep staying connected, and have a fantastic day. I I, I know it's kind of like so a very so big question. There's two worlds you you kind of live in, and you you more than anybody else know this. You mm-hmm. you live in the salon world, you know that you operate in, and for me, yeah. that's you know not only in my salon but in other people's salons as well. Right. And then you live in the the world of you know branding and social media and you know that sort of thing, all your social channels. Mm-hmm. So I'll speak to um, in person first. Yeah, that is um, one of the things that I really am proud of a lot of my um, hairdresser colleagues for right now is that they really are managing their time pretty well, you know, and I say that not to say that, you know, we don't get our feet kicked out from under us because we do periodically, you know, you're not rushing from one to the other. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about not, you know, at not absolutely just grinding yourself down before you tap out. You know, yeah. I think that there is a lot. There's a, um, there's a more shallow threshold for what they're willing to take before they take, mm-hmm. the food, you know, a break or whatever and i really think that that is a part of the evolution of the business and you know i mean <clears throat> i take a lot of that back to you know COVID happening and you know hairdressers really got a taste of what the world thought about them. Right. Right. And and you just take that for what it's worth. That is, Mm -hmm. you know, a very surface comment, right? Sure, sure. Uh, We got it. We got a hearty dose of how the world felt about hairdressers. And Mm -hmm. I think that that really did, because it was already kind of happening, but it was happening, in my opinion, in a very slow motion sense. It was. Yeah. Right. And I think COVID really kicked the door in on that. And people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, whether it was how you felt about how the public felt about you and you got kind of, you know, keyed in on that, or if it just was the lingering effect, which is what I deal with, even two or three years down the road, 
the lingering effect of of at first having to sit and in the end <laughs> yeah able to sit for yeah. five weeks you know what i mean and i know that not everybody's journey is the same and that i know that you know a lot of people were some very stressed out during that period because they got bills and they got all this kind of stuff and they weren't as lucky as myself who you know i had secondary income and it mean i still had to put the lid on a lot of things but i wasn't worried about getting kicked out of my house and i wasn't worried about not being able to eat and um that sort of thing and it was it was very stressful for us going back to work um, right. and, and we and realized what? really how much we were like is this what retirement is supposed to feel like mm-hmm. and if that's what retirement really feels like then i'm okay with taking a few of those lumps along the way right. not working yourself into old age and then being so busted up that by the time you get to 62 and a half, if you're able to retire at that point, financially, that you're yeah. just really not in a place where you can get out and enjoy the world as much. So yeah. I like to, I like to take, I always have my eye on the prize, you know, as far as retirement and financial stability goes in that way. But I also keep it in the present for, you know, taking those breaks and Absolutely. being able to sit back for a minute and because yeah. if you don't have time right we spoke about this before yeah. if you don't have time then you don't have time to reflect you don't have time to mm-hmm. work on yourself you don't have and i mean and everybody needs work yeah like i don't care how good you are at what you do or how well-rounded you may think you appear and all that sort of stuff everybody has something about themselves that they need to want to should be working on working on yeah and yeah <laughs> if, you have time to, if you don't have time to think about those things and reflect then you don't get to do that and you're in my opinion you're like one of those old old toys that you know would run into a wall and just veer off somewhere else and then run into something and veer off somewhere else you know you become kind of like that you know yeah if you don't yeah. if you don't take time for yourself so Definitely. that's one of the things that i really see a lot of especially younger hairdressers but i'm also starting to see more experienced hairdressers doing a lot of the same yeah you know? definitely yeah it's good that you're saying this because i think um all of this kind of comes back to looking looking forward to doing something, but also when you are taking the time, you get the taste of what that feels like. 100%. And then, yeah, you go back to, to work and everything like that, but you you know what the end game is. Like I and I think that's so important. Like you need you need to know what you're working towards. Like, yes, we all have these goals and things like that, but like right. Do you have a plan to get there? Like, what does that look like? And are you fulfilling that now? Right. I think life is, is it's so important that, that you fulfill it along the way. Mm-hmm. That you don't wait until, you know, somebody else tells you that you can, that you, that now you're free. 
You know what I mean? I think that, right. yeah. um, you know, I have, I have a financial, uh, a guy that does financial planning that comes to me and he, you know, we got to talking about this and it's kind of interesting to hear it come from someone whose entire career is the handling of other people's money and telling them how to spend it, you know? Yeah. And he, you know, we got embroiled in a conversation about this sort of thing. And he's like, absolutely. He's like, I tell my clients all the time, take the trip, mm. you know, cool. take, take the trip. That's you know, actually so, really refreshing to hear. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to tell you that all financial planners are that way, but this guy has, no, he's made a pretty, he's made a pretty good career for himself out of financial That's good. <laughs> and he, you know, he, he definitely tells his clients, he was like, you know, obviously plan for financial stability and that sort of thing. But in doing that, you don't have to hoard it. Sure. You can, you can, you can spend a little today on yourself. And he says in a lot of ways, and I 100% believe this, you know, spending money today on things that, you know, bring you joy or whatever that is, helps you mm -hmm. get to the, get to that place in a Big much point. more healthy mindset and possibly healthy physical, you know, situation as well. Because I mean, we know that, <clears throat> you know, we know that what stress does to the body mm -hmm. and, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, people that have, you know, constant release of cortisol into their system that that really starts to break the system down as far as mm -hmm. biologically you know oh this is sort of jam thing. i love talking about that stuff do what i said this is my jam i love talking about that stuff right 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 i mean you know you have the whole you know what is it the dopamine the oxytocin the mm -hmm. you know the cortisol all of that balance has to be a balance there right for sure and, um so a lot of times that you know we get so embroiled in what we're doing every day that we don't take the time to let that you know that that cortisol calm down and and get yeah. that you know oxytocin that we need and you know Definitely. dopamine dopamine's easy to get right i mean it's like <laughs> it, yep. it's the easiest <laughs> thing to get and For but sure. it's the most unreliable as well you know what i mean well and sometimes it's very quick and then oh yeah I mean, life is here <laughs> exactly and then all of a sudden you're back to like oh my god yeah. you know exactly. so yeah um okay so you so tell me what have you been working on while you're educating is it obviously you have something new you have, you're always working on something fun exciting um, oh you a smile i love it <laughs> so are we talking about hair business we yeah oh i'm switching it up sorry so i mean yeah i mean I've, i also you know, have cooking and music written down too because i remember those are your hobbies <laughs> i you know music is um again you know we're going to several uh live shows That's this exciting. year like several of of all well i would say of all different sizes but most of them are maximum house of blues size mm. you know what i mean like that's a 3000 awesome. seater you know what i mean that's fun. stuff mm -hmm. like that and um all the way down to small theaters you know small venues that sort of thing so um i'm very excited about that um uh, food you know i i'm in the midst of buying a new um 
outdoor setup. So I'm, I'm really, <clears throat> my, my grill and outdoor setup kind of failed me a couple of years ago. And I just, mm. it's, you know, it's, it's an expense. It is. Yeah. And, you know, and then you have, you have the, you know, I'm a big value person. So the cheapest is not always the best value. And the most expensive is not always the best value either. I'm so, laughing because I just said that to my husband this morning as as our umbrella took a crap and fell somewhere in someone's yard. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's there's that whole thing. And um, so I'm, I'm working on getting some of that stuff up and running right. for the summer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I big things on the horizon is um i get to go to london this year oh that's awesome i love london um so we get to do that uh that's fun what are you doing there um it's the kins klc trip okay uh, you know the loyalty club trip yeah. that they do every year this yeah. year it's this year it's not in amsterdam this year it's in london so i'm pretty and i was invited i'm I'm one of, I'm the only member of my team that's never been on the KLC trip. So, oh, uh, awesome. so this year I was invited to go. So I was, I'm pretty stoked about that. You know? Yeah, that's so fun. That's great. Um, but so that's, when you know, as far as things on the horizon, little trips, as far as, you know, concerts go, going to London, um, I'm, we're doing a show and we're doing Modern Beauties Rock the Runway in Canada at the in the fall. So we're starting to plan for that, nice. um, which I'm kind of excited about that. Um, what are you showing gonna, there? Do you know not know yet? I'm not a hundred percent sure what what we're gonna do. I mean, I'm, I I kind of know what we're doing a little bit, but nothing that's been nailed down. Okay, it's we're just uh, kind of starting to put some of the pieces together and yeah. you know, started we'll start planning calls here pretty soon nice. and then you know in june before i go to london we have our new hire phase two program that i'll be working on as well so we'll be cool. you know we'll be bringing on another round of educators and new educators and that sort of thing so that'll be that's always a lot of fun yeah me. Long days oh, and that sort of thing, but you know, helping people with career development is yeah. is a very rewarding thing to do and to be yeah. a part of. So, yeah, absolutely. So, tell me about what do you, what role do you play when you have these new hires coming on? Um, I am so it's myself, Jessica Mills, who's the VP of Education and the creative design ambassador gareth palmer and i um we all three new hire phase two is predominantly facilitation skills okay so my role within that is i'm a facilitation coach right so we um we put them yeah through that you know and it's um yeah it that's tough yeah, it's it's a lot. It's some long days, and you yeah. know, sometimes it, the longer the day, sometimes the more emotional it can get for folks. For sure. And um, 
you know, nobody, you have to get, and part of that is, you know, getting them in the mindset that, that coaching isn't telling you you're wrong. Right. You know, coaching is helping you do better the next time you're in the same situation. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, and, and I mean, there's, we've all been out there and done the thing where it went super awesome. Mm -hmm. And we've also been out there and done the thing when it wasn't. And, you know, helping people understand what coaching is about helps them when they get out into the world and they have to self coach. Yep because it's it's a level of honesty that's not for everyone i mean right. i'll be on you know i'll be honest about that it is uh, so true i mean it 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 takes it takes a particular kind of person to be able to look at what they did and be honest about what worked and what didn't work absolutely it sure know? does and um i love that's it. a part of getting them ready to go out into the world you know what I mean? Yeah. Being able to circumnavigate a classroom is one part of that skill set. And then that helps them develop into the skill set of being able to, you know, look at their own work as objectively, you know. Right. And, and that it's not it's not personal. You know, no. it's not it's not it's not that, you know, it's not I, I don't like structure. You that, probably have, you're probably dealing, I'm going to take a guess, but I'm most, you're most likely dealing with a lot of people that are dealing with their own stuff. So like the voice that they tell them inside. So when you're speak, can I coach you for a second? Can I, can I come in here and tell you what I see? And they immediately start to go back and resort back to all their bad habits that they've been telling themselves for all these years. And it's almost like you have to like kind of help them break through that first. So it's they funny can, you mention yeah. that because it's a it's actually a flip chart page. So when we do the thing, mm -hmm. right, we put up around the room flip chart pages of things we really want them to, you know, we really want to draw their attention to yeah. be it quotes, you know, there's usually several quotes up around the room. And then there's, you know, the things that we really want them to pay attention to. And one of them is um, be aware of the stories you tell yourself mm -hmm. because they may not be true. Mm -hmm. Nine right? times out of ten, they're probably not. Yep. Right. So, um, so that's the thing that we really, you know, you really have to work with people and as a person to make sure that whatever is going on in your life that, that you feel safe where you're at right. and that you, you know, you really have to work to not bring in those things. And no matter how good you are at it no matter how long you have been doing it mm -hmm. at some point you will fail at it mm -hmm. and you have to be 
okay that sometimes sometimes we do it you know sure um so i think that that's important in other aspects of life as well you know i think that absolutely i think that we um you know a client can say the wrong thing and mm -hmm. trip something in our head that had nothing to do with what they said it just made right. us think of that thing and our posture will change how we're seeing the conversation can change and mm -hmm. then we get distracted and get in our own head and then we're not even cutting hair anymore we're just you know going through the motions right and, and not being present and yeah. that's really what new hire phase two is about is the facilitation skill set which demands that you be present definitely in, in what you're doing and you know and how to navigate the treacherous entity that are people you know yeah. because people are you know people are two things they're they're wonderful and beautiful and they're you know they can be you know hateful and terrible you know definitely. um we have everybody has that in them um mm -hmm. and sometimes we get more often than not we get the best of both worlds mm -hmm. we get the best of both ends of it sometimes in a classroom and yeah. you have to you know you have to learn you have to be equipped and i think that's what we do is we help equip them with the skills to you know not get stuck on either right not not let the good overshadow what needs to be worked on and not let all the other noise overshadow all the good that is going on yeah no yeah. oh, i love that mm -hmm. i'm sure it's i'm sure it's very draining for <clears throat> you though too like it has to have like some some sort of way on you or or wait all the things that you work on for you maybe that that those things are helping you get through this as well but also oh. at the end it's rewarding you probably go through all the ups and downs as well absolutely absolutely i mean that i mean that's what life is really i mean it's you know yeah. the wheel goes up and the wheel comes down right yeah, yeah. and sometimes oh, I like that. <laughs> you're the world and sometimes <laughs> you are trying to figure out just how to not drown right yeah um Mm -hmm. And I think inside of all of our bits and pieces and parts and that sort of thing, it, you know, whether you're, you know, you're parenting or whether you're partnering or whether you're hairdressing or educating or <laughs> some days driving to work <laughs> can take you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or driving home. Yeah. Um, and i think that you know for me it it is sometimes you do you can get caught up in the emotional part of it and you can yeah. um at the end of the day i mean you know 12 hours you listen to 15 20 20 minute presentations mm -hmm. you've coached 15 to 20 people 
yeah. ill for five or 10 minutes and you've had to listen attentively, be present 100% for those hours of the day with, you know, no one really having a whole lot of concern about what's going on with you. They're worried about their presentation and how they did and, oh my God, I mean, when am I going to be next? And, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. And meanwhile, you know, I'm on my 25th bag of Doritos and my, you know, <laughs> 12th cup of coffee and wondering when I'm going to squeeze some water in there. You know what I mean? Um, um. Because that's, you know, that's that's a lot of, of what you do. When you start getting tired, mm-hmm. start, you're like, you know, you're almost like a child. You start right. looking for things to keep you to engaged. soothe you. Yeah. You know, to soothe you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um and you know, I always I feel for the attendee as well because they mm-hmm. have to sit there for 12 hours. Uh-huh. And with that anticipation of what's next mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm 10 people away from having to go, I, you know, and then when do we get a break and what are they going to make us do tonight and that sort of thing. And it's, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a pretty high tempo program. Um, I can imagine. Really do what? I said, I can imagine. I, oh. I was a, a Redkin artist many years ago but i went i went through the training it was three phases okay and um i will say that because because of that training i was a better person just a hundred percent a hundred percent we always period always tell people at the beginning of phase two yeah that this will change your life oh yep absolutely you know this when you walk out of here you walk out of here a different person. I am so grateful for for facilitators like you, educators like you, because it does bring your career full circle. And it really gives you this 100%. like meat. It gives you like this, all this meat, like that you, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but like that word just comes to me. And like, that's what you bring to the table. You bring so much more than just a skill set. It's like, a lot of umph. <laughs> well, I mean, you are when when you get to the when you get to this part of the career and this part of that part of the career, right? Um, because for me, whether you start educating at 28, 38, 48, whatever it is you start doing this at, um, you're obviously wanting to elevate yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's why. In yep. my opinion, that's why you should get into education is because yep. you want to elevate what it is you do and have been doing. Yep. And when you get into like, you know, and there's there's beginning educators, everybody has to begin, right? Starting mm-hmm. starting is a lot of times the hardest part. Sure. But, you know, and you stay in that beginning phase for a while and you learn those lessons as you work through that. And mm-hmm. then and then maybe, you know, you depending on what the brand's model looks like maybe you get migrated onto a show team or maybe you get migrated into their advanced academy team or something along that line mm-hmm. and then you you work through that as well and you're still you know you're still most likely educating in the field 
you're, you know, doing a show here or there, or you're doing an academy program here or there. And then sometimes, at some point, you may get to the point where you're doing both. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be yeah. doing a show or two and you're doing a few academy programs, you're still working in the field. And then you get to a point where, and this is the way it happened with me, you get to a point where you want to understand where the things your coaches are telling you comes from. Mm. Mm. Not everybody gets to that point. And that's not good, bad, or different. Some mm-hmm. people just have no interest in that. Sure. You know? And and I think that in order to be a part of a career development end of any job yep. or career or whatever company, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, you have to have interest in that Definitely. because because it takes you you get coached a lot differently at that point. You may get coached a little bit more, you know, I don't want to use the word heavily, but more frequently perhaps and mm-hmm. from a different perspective and all of those things, maybe from a different level of facilitation. I think that would be the proper way to say that. Yeah. And um and you have to be, in my opinion, you have to be ready for that mm-hmm. mentally and, you know, everything else. So um, that's that's where a lot of that meat comes from, in my opinion, is, is now you understand, you, you start to understand the mechanics of the coaching you've received up to that point. Right. And you're you're now getting coached from a different level and you because you have a different level of understanding. Yeah. And um it's not, you know, that and that's not from a position of superiority, that's just a matter of fact. And right. um so do yeah, you, I mean, that's where the meat comes have, from. I love it. <laughs> do you have a coach? Like like so oh, who, absolutely who, I do. Right. So like yeah. so Right. You have this coach now in your life. And but so and do you think like I'm, I already kind of know the answer, but at every level that coach changes because you've changed. Oh, totally. I think totally. that's really brilliant point to bring up because I do feel like people tend to stay where they feel is comfortable and then they don't like they get to a certain point and they just stay because it's comfortable and they don't know how to like break out of that like get to the next step right right and i think that sometimes that comes with you know that falls into that stories we tell ourselves you know what i mean um maybe yeah you know so maybe you're just comfortable you know we can address that so you're just comfortable Mm-hmm. And that's cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're in a position where you've kind of started to realize that you are in a position, you, you need to be elevated more. You need to be coached differently. And the coach you have is taking you as far as they can take you. Right. But maybe by that time you have a personal relationship with that coach and you, you, perceive moving to a different coach as a slight to that coach and you don't want to hurt their feelings from your perspective I like that yeah you right. know um and then 
you know, that's that to me are the two easiest things to pick out is that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're just comfortable and you're comfortable being comfortable, you know. Yeah, and and that's okay too. I, that's okay. I, also, yeah. I totally want to make that point. Like that's like that's totally that is okay. Like there's a lot of times where I'll have this conversation with my daughter, she's 10, and I'm like, Yeah, but don't you want to continue to to hit balls? Right now she's in right. So like, well, don't you want to get out there and practice and hit 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 the ball to be better? And no, I'm okay. Like I don't want to. I'm like Oh, well, right. I'd be out there. I, you're not. You're not that great. Like I would be out there doing it, <laughs> but she's not me. So I'm trying to like. Okay. <laughs> well, and I think that that's important. You know, to you know, and we're kind of getting off into a sure. area of like parenting that yeah, you know sure. I don't. I don't have children, and so society tells me that i don't have anything to say about it because i don't have children i don't know what it's like blah 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 but i think it's very important and this goes back to stories we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. and that is to not pass on our own personal wish i would haves yep to the people we're trying to coach yes that and that goes with everything and you are right on with that falling into parenting. It's the same thing. You know, exactly. Right. I mean, if, to me, facilitation is facilitation. Whether right. it's, you know, you are attempting to facilitate your child, if you are attempting to facilitate your sibling, your partner, your workmates, you know, whatever the case may be, and it may fall in different levels of facilitation. Yep. Um, and to me, I mean, facilitation is too is a couple of different things. It is, you know, obviously guiding whomever you're facilitating to self discovery. Yeah, that's the important part, right? So uh, true. Mm-hmm. However, it's also the another big, big chunk of that is equally, well, not even equally, listening and being heard yeah you know um and if we listen actively which means listening to understand not listening to respond um then you can actually make your words less in number and more impactful at the end of it and i mean take it from somebody who is can be very wordy in their speech. Um, it really does make it easier when you figure out how to. I mean, for the lack for lack of a better term, use less words, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not yeah. you know. Sometimes we use more words because we're uncomfortable getting to the point. It's true. Yes, or when it's silent and you know no one's talking, it gets awkward and you feel like you have to say something and it's not maybe a thought out thought it's not it's not a well-planned <laughs> well-planned <laughs> yeah response or in injection or interjection or whatever yeah for sure okay so we talked about a lot we talked about um you know like planning for you time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we talked about 
how, um, you know, how things are going with education, talked about facilitation. Mm -hmm. I loved, I love that we talked about closing that gap, like for a, a stylist, whoever you're coaching, right. it's important to understand where people are coming from, how they react, how they respond, all of that. So if, if we're sitting, you know, I have a lot of people in the company that listen to the podcast that are young and mm -hmm. sometimes don't know how to, how they have all of these tools. So like referral cards, you know, whatever it is, rebooking all these things. And then they have the mindset piece that comes into it and they have all of these things like the biggest challenge that we see is how do they utilize them for themselves? Like, how do they make it their own and start building what they perceive is, is right for them? So what would be your advice on how to begin all of the things? That's a that's a I large know. question. I know. Uh, for one, I'll preface it with saying that's a large question. And you only have um, five words to say back about it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will say, in you know, I'll 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 say this with a with a small story. Yeah, I love it. Love <laughs> when 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 Jennifer, my partner, moved to Oklahoma City from Kansas City, she had to start all over. And the the culture in Oklahoma City is significantly different than Kansas City in in certain ways. Okay. Um, the area in which she decided to plant herself or was advised to plant herself is similar but she was working in to where she was working at as far as the area but she was kind of working in this odd like subculture bubble inside of the area that she lived and worked in right okay. when she moved to Oklahoma City she was like oh, I'm not sure these are not there's a lot of people that aren't my people that are sitting in my chair you know that that sort of thing right yeah um and still making money still mm -hmm. still not hating life or anything like that but she was very very concerned about where are our people mm -hmm. you know and i think that is a very um that's a that's a transient concept our people right because our people really depends greatly on who you are your people absolutely depends 100 on who you are right absolutely so that and i've spent a lot of time having to say this to her if you put forth the effort mm -hmm. and that is handing out your cards, mm -hmm. but not handing out your cards to every single person that comes by. Right. 
you know. Mm -hmm. um, doing referrals, you know, putting the referral program in place. Right. Um, obviously, Lords and Ladies wants to grow their salon group, right? Grow their business. Mm -hmm. That is that is why you continue to have stylists. That's why you have a recruiter, which is, you know, yourself, you know, that sort of thing. So obviously they're wanting to expand. And in business and in business, if you're not growing, you're shrinking, right? Mm -hmm. There is no real like comfortable level there. Either you're trying to grow or you're thinking about retirement. I mean, that's just the way that business typically does. You got right? it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. So, but inside of that, what good would it do as the overall growth of a business? If you have people that are working continuously on people that they're not super thrilled about. Exactly. Yeah. Because right. if people are our job, mm -hmm. the people that we work on is what makes our job awesome and the day flies by or makes it like busting rocks. <laughs> and I tell there's not a single class that I rarely do that. <laughs> I don't say this this phrase, and that is there is a significant difference between working hard and mm -hmm. hard work. Yeah. And there's not a hairdresser alive that got into the hair business because they really love hard work. <laughs> they don't mind working hard right but if you if you wanted to if you wanted to bust rocks you would be busting rocks right you know yeah. um so that being said mm. be mindful of whom you're trying to grow your base with right you're the words that you're looking for me to say is your tribe will find you it is true it is true mm -hmm. those are the five words i would give them is your tribe will find you brilliant on the back brilliant. end of that i would say if you're putting in the work right to attract them right you know and yeah you know, and the old the old saying is you know that is you have to kiss a lot of frogs you know i mean we've all heard that it yeah. goes and it's the same as building a clientele absolutely you have to take the people that you don't want to take in the beginning exactly and i mean the people that have come in and out of my chair that literally like my skill set had nothing to do with it mm -hmm. you know it uh, sometimes we're just not we're <laughs> i think and i've said this since the first day i opened my first salon <laughs> The biggest mistake a business will ever make is trying to be all things to all people. I love that. Yeah. You're I mean, in my can't be if great. You survive that. You're made fun of like the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because how many times do people poke fun at, you know, at that? <sighs> particular restaurant because you know they have a menu that's you know 500 pages thick yeah and they have you know 2500 different items on the menu uh -huh. and 
you if you get right down to brass tacks that's amazing and there's only one real answer to this why do you go to the cheesecake factory to begin with um, it's not for macaroni and cheese bites <laughs> it's, it's because you want cheesecake cheesecake <laughs> yes right and so and you know they obviously didn't ask james helton what he thought when they put together the cheesecake factory concept but they should you know, imagine if that was your focus right and you had things that complemented that mm -hmm. maybe you did have some mac and cheese bites but you didn't have 25 different versions of cajun pasta to pick from <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um this is so good and that's to me that's that's the way I did business. That's the reason mm -hmm. that my salon looks the way it does is. Yeah. I mean, I have the unique opportunity to have been a salon owner to, you know, to be a suite owner currently. And as soon as you walk in, you know what you're dealing with. And, you know, and I think that that for me, that's important because I think a lot of times some of the hardest conversation we'll ever have is the conversations where the person has mistook us for someone else. Mm. Right. right. And expectations were different. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, because I'll, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not all things to all people. I'm not a taste that everyone enjoys. And that's um, okay. And that's fine. I mean, and I've I, lived 50, almost 53 years being that way, and I feel pretty happy about it. You know what I, I mean? Love that. I have I have a decent life outside of the salon. Obviously, I have a relatively decent career and you know, inside the salon and you know, in the beauty industry period. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Do we have to periodically bend a little? Good point. Sure. Sure. If there's some place you want to be, mm -hmm. you know, when I made the transition between field educator and academy facilitator, um, I dressed a certain way when I worked in the field. Mm -hmm. And it was it was very emblematic of um, who I was. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm hmm. So there was a discussion at one point about um, some things and my coach at the time, who I still work with hand in hand to this day, we're more, we're partners now instead of in that other, you know, yeah. aspect. And um, he was just like, okay. He was like, when people contract you to work in the field, there is a certain expectation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. He was like, and we'll use that as the base expectation. Okay. Very I'm like, great. all right. Yep. He was like, people come to the academy because the academy is an elevated experience mm -hmm. from the field. Mm -hmm. He was like, so you want to have that appearance. Sure. And I was like, okay. And he he has a certain look about him 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I don't want to do I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not me. Is this your is this your guy that can get up like 20 minutes before you have to go or whatever? Yeah, yeah that's him. <laughs> and I was like, I don't that's not who I am. That yeah. that's you, that's not me. Right. And he was like, he was like, what I'm asking you to do is take what you're doing now and figure out how to elevate that. Hmm. <clears throat> so I like that. I went out and got on the internet and started, you know, Googling and using terms and you know that sort of thing, looking at images, and I came up with you know essentially the wardrobe that I use to this day. You know, I now I use that wardrobe in the field because I don't, you know, um, I don't want to have to buy that many clothes because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, and people are, you know, I do get asked periodically, like, you know, why do you, you know, why did you do that? Why did you take that direction? You know, that sort of thing. Um, and I've had to coach others on like, look, you know, coaching someone on their appearance is one of the most difficult things you'll ever have to do because it is so sensitive and you have to be so objective Yeah. and you're being object, you're trying to be objective about a subject that on the other end is being viewed as very subjective Definitely. and um there's emotional ties to it there you know there's all of these things mm-hmm. and um i'm not asking you to give in to the man so mm-hmm. to speak right. however there comes a time if if what you're presenting isn't a hundred percent fitting where you're trying to go Mm -hmm. you need to figure out what you need to do to meet that in in the middle right you know and Mm -hmm. i think that for me that because i still wear you know i still wear weird shirts and you know funky clothes and that sort of thing i didn't compromise that Good. Like if you look, if you look at you know shots of me facilitating or doing stage work or whatever, you will see that I'm still wearing some pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Do you ever hear Robert Wayne? Yeah. I like that style. I feel like you would like that. It's like funky. Yeah. I like it. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, nowadays I'm. I'm in a position where, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of that part of myself figured out and always looking yeah. to come. You always look you great. Want, yeah. You don't want to be stale. You know what I mean? No. Like, Here comes James and his uniform. That's boring. You know, exactly. That kind of but, um, <laughs> so yeah, you're always kind of looking for ways to branch out and make things fresher, you know, that sort right. of thing. Um, right. But still sticking with, and I think this is so important mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Sticking with that core principle. Yeah. Whatever that is. You know what I mean? Right. Mine was, you know, my I've always loved music. I've always loved rock and roll. You know, one of the reasons I got into the hair business was because it's I was able to, you know, continue to put forth that appearance and kind of live a little bit of that lifestyle. And um 
you know, when you're moving up through the world and through companies, now you're working for a company, right? right. Um, and, you know, you spend so much of your career fighting that corporate situation. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself in the corporate situation and it's something that you want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And you are, you know, I don't want to say stuck, but you are to put in a position to have to figure out how to make that work for you. Right. And you work for it, you know, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with taking that core principle and seeing where else it is and lives and yeah. what else it can be and maybe growing, maybe growing that a little bit. Definitely. Uh, and I mean, using, that. and yeah, and you going back to the elevated word, I mean, I think that that's just, that sums it up. Um, I was going to say something and now I forget. <laughs> so my question, did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Okay. All right. That's great. I think people are going to find so much value in this. Um, I mean, you have so much knowledge and I love talking to you. So I love, I love this so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, it's a, it's a weird spot to be in if you are me, because I mean, I have been, I mean, 32 years, you know, um, and I, there's a lot of the hair industry that I can a hundred percent say that I have lived Mm. to the fullest, you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) and, um, so I, you know, never missed, never missed anything on that end. Um, but somehow or another was able to never get mired in a lot of that stuff. You know, I've worked corporate hair, um, you know, from a corporate position and as a behind the chair stylist and managing a shop to, you know, working as an independent contractor behind the chair and seeing what that world looks like. Mm-hmm. I've been an assistant, you know, so I kind of understand what that looks like and mm-hmm. whatnot. All yeah. the way to salon ownership and now suite ownership, as well as, you know, being involved in the education yeah. uh, culture and that whole world, which is, you know, it is the same, but it's completely different. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you know, education is, hair's the vehicle in that. Right. You know what I mean? It's Yep. Hair is the vehicle is to be able to convey um, a lot of times what is, if I had to, you know, oversimplify it, hair in education, hair is the vehicle to a lot of times convey what is can just be simply philosophy. Hmm. You know, yeah. If you listen to a lot of people on stage, um, you know, the Sam Villas of the world, you know, Robert Cromines of the world, all of those, you know, what we would refer to as titans of the industry. Yeah. Um, so much of what they talk about is how to make your life easier it's true. behind the chair, how to be more impactful behind the chair and that sort of thing and work smarter, not harder. And, you know, all of these concepts. So true. Which, which really, you know, I mean, that's philosophy. Right. In a sense, put into a yeah. mechanical um, context. Mm-hmm. 
and I think that that's one of the great things about education is that is you are you are helping people elevate their skill set hopefully mm-hmm. um, and helping them elevate themselves in general absolutely from how they see things you know yeah. I mean, going going to edu- continuing education in this business is crucial, and and it's for oh. that point. Yeah, and for for the point that you just just made, you know, walking out of there just feeling like you have you can take on the world again. Just it's almost like you breathe life back into you, and it's mm-hmm. really important. You have to, Dean, and that's another thing too. I mean, that's you know, it's a great point you brought up. That's another part of taking time for you. For sure. Yes. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, even though it is about work, if if what I said is true, mm-hmm. and I 100% believe it is, then that is also you yes. time, or time for you. It's, yep. it's in work, but it's also in working on you as well. Right. So, yeah. Yay. I think it's I think it's super important um continuing education for the skill set, the mindset, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I'm gonna stop recording real quick.